0: feel like so uh, i asked a lot about like social media and stuff and how we were talking before about like we can't just make music anymore because it's like it has to be a whole experience and like i don't know i'm worried about like yeah i'll spend all this time on the music but then now i gotta like also spend a lot of time on like making a music video or making like a few music videos making a bunch of singles and have album artwork for those and like all that sort of stuff, and, like, in a weird way, it's, like, I don't know why I don't want to do them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel that, because I feel like it takes some of the fun out of it Mm. because like now you have to do more than just make music. You have to have an entire rollout for each piece of music that Mm. you've made. And it just makes it not just making music anymore. You're trying to make it palatable for Mm. people to consume. And that's just different from just vibing in your room and (laughs) having a good time.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, and then the other thing is like all of the, like it's already enough work to like, write music Mm -hmm. and then to perform the music to have it be recorded and then to like promote it on social media and then to like make a music video or make like manage the rest of the thing and so it's like we have 12 jobs as it is as musicians
1: literally (laughs) within (laughs) itself yes That's why I think it's good when people like learn skills Mm -hmm. like uh, that could help you with that so that you can save your pockets a little bit because you will need that money for the marketing. Um, I feel like it's good for everybody to just like if you can draw like I love uh, S. Reedy. Do you know who that Mm -hmm. is? S. Reedy. I love that he literally draws his flyers. Mm -hmm. That to me is genius because it's very recognizable. um, And I just know exactly who it is as soon as I see it. um, But also. He's balling on a budget like he he's getting the message out there, but he's not having to break the bank to do it. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. Uh, like, however you want to do that, I feel like everybody should learn how to do that.
0: Yeah. But there's like a <laughs> the difficult part is that, like, whenever we frame ourselves as artists uh, in a certain way. And so it's like if you put yourself out as this sort of artist, mm-hmm. then like hand drawing like a flyer or something may not be exactly like the right message you want to send right Right.
1: yeah (laughs) I feel like for what it is that he does it works but like for maybe yourself or even me like that might not convey Mm -hmm. as well um yeah I definitely had to start learning how to make flyers on photoshop and stuff like Mm -hmm. just because like people were offering to have me pay them to do it and I was like why would I do that Oh, and I can just <laughs> learn. <laughs> I can just learn. And then that's another skill that I have that I can use um, to help others. So,
0: yeah. Well, so I mean, I, I always talk about this with like time versus money. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, how much time do you have to devote to learning an entirely new craft? You know?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like once again, we were talking, I think, about payoffs. Uh, Mm -hmm. earlier i feel like the payoff of learning something like that is greater than the time you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. like i could definitely and not only monetize but i just feel like i could that would be very beneficial for me to learn so i feel like if it's it's a skill that is gonna like help me in the future Mm -hmm. it's gonna make me more of a valuable artist um i feel like it's worth putting in the time
0: yeah
1: uh because i just don't want to pay for it to be done (laughs) in like a thousand hours you know how they oh they always say put your 10,000 hours Mm. in if you really like add all to uh 10,000 hours up it's only like 1.14 years
0: Mm.
1: it's really not that long that's
0: like (laughs) you gotta sleep and eat during that time as well but.
1: right yeah <laughs> and i'm not saying you gotta yeah not all at once obviously you're not only doing that for a year and a half uh but uh i don't know i feel like it's
0: worth it mm-hmm. and again i'm sort of like caveating all of the things to death but like <laughs> that's like each individual skill too and so mm-hmm. like i guess you could also look at it as like musicing as a skill and I feel like as far as that goes like yeah I definitely have a lot more hours put into that Mm -hmm. but as if if it's just like guitar like I'm I'm not that great at guitar Mm -hmm. uh singing I'm a lot better at singing and so like my hours into these things aren't like you know I I'm not a master in like a particular instrument Mm -hmm. for that matter um but like i do enjoy making music in whatever varieties that i can and so like yeah i don't know if i can spend 10,000 more hours mm-hmm. on like video editing
1: right <laughs> yeah and i feel like you know at for the artist that you are i feel like that's your right to like not want to do that
0: <laughs> like you know what i mean like yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I feel like it, de- it just depends on the person, really. Like, if you feel like for you, it is much more important for you to learn your instruments than it is to learn how to use uh, DaVinci video editing or yeah. Photoshop, then I feel like that's your prerogative. And you're like, I know that I'm going to have to have a budget for someone to do that because I'm not
0: going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. So, like, I, I edit podcasts. Uh, that's like my job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I I. I'm in a bunch of like Facebook groups and stuff and people are like, oh, how do I do this? Or how do I make this not sound like garbage? Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you going to pay someone to do it? Or do you want to learn to do it yourself? Because the amount of time that it's going to take for you to like even figure out how to make it not sound like garbage. uh, If you want to put in that investment, like I can show you what those things are Mm -hmm. or you just pay me to do it.
1: Exactly. Yes. And that's exactly what it is, an investment. I like that you use that word. Because mm-hmm. uh people I feel like think an investment is only money. Sure. No, it is definitely time. <laughs> like mm-hmm. definitely time.
0: And energy. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: energy as well.
0: And I remember uh one of the episodes that uh I guess a couple of weeks ago, uh she was talking about the, the guest was talking about how like sometimes there are people that You might notice that like take a lot more of your time or you after spending time with them, you feel more drained or something. It's like, how can I reduce the amount of time that I spend with negative people in my life Mm -hmm. so that I don't have it's not so much a time investment, but also just like the energy that they take from you is also like, man, how can I slowly because you, you know some of these people you may not be able to cut out of your life
1: <laughs> yeah right literally uh <laughs> some of them might be family <laughs> right exactly
0: and so it's like all right well christmas and thanksgiving that's all you get like <laughs> yeah i
1: feel like it's about boundaries mm-hmm. you have to like make those boundaries clear especially with that person that's draining you mm-hmm. um communication be like hey like when you do this this is how it makes me feel And I would appreciate if you didn't do this. And if they just cannot take that information, then that's when you start taking your energy away from them, I feel. Mm -hmm. When they can't respect your boundaries. Yeah.
0: And then, but also the other way around too, because yeah, there are people that you spend time with and it's like, man, I'm so excited now Mm -hmm. to just live life or to make music or Mm -hmm. make art or whatever it is. It's like, I'm glad I spent time with that person. Mm -hmm. I want to hang out with them again so we can make more stuff together and so like we make those time investments energy investments Mm -hmm. to enrich ourselves but it also helps enrich others if you're at your best uh you can help other people better exactly i
1: agree i agree 100 percent
0: um but like yeah with that like there's only so much time in the day
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally i'm trying to get my 24 hours back that's Mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say like uh because like you said there's only so much time in the day and if you're spending eight of it at work and then you have to sleep for eight of it what is left Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so i'm trying to make it to where i can passively make uh a living so that Mm -hmm. i can have all of my 24 hours back
0: yeah and that's the that's the thing is like as you (laughs) adult more uh you just start assuming more responsibilities and like there are chores around the house to do and, like, didn't calculate that thing. And, or it's like, oh, something just broke on my car and so I got to get that fixed. I didn't expect that expense or time it took to fix, so... <laughs> yeah,
1: I uh, definitely had to learn that the hard way because I was like, gosh, especially car issues. There's never a good time for a car issue, ever. Yeah. So it's just so annoying. <laughs> uh, I wish the teleportation was a thing, like, now.
0: <laughs> right, but, I mean, also because of where we live. I mean, Oklahoma City is just like it's basically like 20 cities all just crammed together. Mm-hmm. Uh but we have to have a car to get yeah. around here. I'm tired of Norman.
1: <laughs> I actually avoid Norman not because I've ever had a bad experience there. The energy's just off to me there. So I just get I just stay away. <laughs> like in the way their roads are positioned is completely different from anywhere else in oklahoma city so every time i get down there i'm like what is happening here why is this crossing over onto this on ramp like like, this is so weird
0: uh i don't know why like i had this sentence come out of my mouth and it also like made no sense and it made complete sense to me but i was like man people in norman need to just grow up and move out of norman (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i mean there's a certain like je ne sais quoi about it like there's just something really off about norman
0: <laughs> no offense to my friends that live in norman no
1: offense to norman it's just how it makes me feel <laughs> i'm just like there's just something a little off not bad but not good either it's just
0: different i just don't like the extra hour of travel because like yeah i people have a lot of shows in norman i get it like it's a college town there's a lot of good okay places (laughs) to to get to catch some shows there but like i don't know just bring more stuff here or like help build up more of the venues that are here in the
1: city yeah (laughs) i honestly like i did like i've only done two shows in norman right Mm. and anytime i go down there they are truly fought like removed from the scene that is in the city i think Mm. that's crazy because it's so close, it's really not that far.
0: No.
1: Um, they you know, they could always drive up or we could always drive down, but something about it just seems like it's just like too much. Like <laughs> But yeah, they didn't know about any of the stuff that was happening in the city when I was talking to them after my show. And they're like, Oh, where can I find you? I was like, Oh, well, I have a show at Hubbly Bubbly. They're like, Where? And to me, that's so foreign because everybody <laughs> in the city knows where H- Hubbly Bubbly's at, but they had no clue. Like, they're like, I've never heard of that. And I was like, Well come on up and (laughs) i will show you uh yeah i feel like the cities definitely need to be more interconnected when it comes to the music scene
0: yeah it's just uh it's just too big (laughs) um i mean maybe like norman like people that live in norman could just take a step up and move to edmond it's it's like a little bit closer there's it's college town still Mm -hmm. but I just don't want to have to drive so far. (laughs) Right.
1: I actually haven't ventured up to Edmond too much either. Mm -hmm. I kind of stay right smack dab in the middle (laughs) in like South OKC or like middle OKC. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What would you say is one of the best places to perform in Norman and in Edmond? Like one of your favorite venues?
0: I mean, the. I both like and dislike the deli. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of the deli, too. I've been wanting to go it's what i like about the deli is that they really do care about the music scene okay um because they they're just constantly having stuff they're constantly having anyone they're constantly having weird stuff as well Mm -hmm. and for me as a like experimental electronic uh i've had a a short opera of mine performed there uh Mm -hmm. so that's like all right cool i'm really glad that these sorts of things can happen somewhere at all um but also like i personally don't like bar culture
1: okay (laughs) and why is that i wonder
0: well one i don't drink that's not necessarily (laughs) like because of a negative experience or whatever like i just don't drink
1: yeah it's just not for you um
0: but then it's like the—I don't know—it's like a disregard for social consideration yeah, like, <laughs> in in bars.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, I do see a lot of obnoxious actions <laughs> in bars. So, so, uh, or is that what you mean? Or is yeah, like-
0: yeah. Well, that. I don't know like i get it to an extent
1: mm-hmm.
0: but uh, so i'm an ambivert okay. the yeah uh mm. i guess people describe it as like where do you recharge your batteries right? right and so like if you recharge your batteries by like being alone and like having time to yourself then yeah you're probably an introvert if you recharge your batteries by being out with friends and like hanging out then you're probably an extrovert i I have two batteries.
1: Right. (laughs) I feel that.
0: And so, uh, since I work from home, that introvert battery is like always charged. (laughs) Um, but I do have this podcast and like, I love connecting with people exactly in the way that we are, like having deep conversations like this. Um, but like that extrovert battery gets drained really quickly. Uh, when like instead of being recharged with other people it gets drained whenever it's like too many people at once Uh and uh, everyone's talking over each other and there's also music going on and so (laughs) (laughs) like I can only take some of these things to focus on and so it's like if I want to be with my friends then yeah I want to like be with my friends but if there's also live music I want to listen to the live music but i can't do both at the same time
1: right it's over it's like discombobulating (laughs) overstimulating overwhelming i feel like how you feel about bar culture because i feel like there are some chill bars Mm -hmm. where you can just have like a beer and nice like background music and a conversation Mm -hmm. where it's not too much
0: because i know the exact vibe you're talking about (laughs) uh i actually really like 51st street speakeasy Mm -hmm. um because there's enough areas that like you don't have to be in the loud if you don't want to and so you can go like around the corner and like there's these separate rooms you go out to the balcony you can go upstairs and so like you don't have to be stuck with like hey everyone is yelling over each other just because like people are in their groups but also there is live music or or they just have music playing really loud and so it's like I like speakeasy because it's
1: nice and spread out. Yeah. You can,
0: (laughs) you can pick one of these things to be a part of and not feel bad that like uh, someone is not getting heard. Right. Exactly. (laughs) How you feel about bars is probably how I feel about clubs, like
1: dance clubs and stuff. Um, That's I love to dance and that's what sucks so bad, but it's just so overwhelming. (laughs) It's like, so loud because um, like, I like to actually be able to hear the music that I'm listening to, not just like piece it together by the line and like the few profanities that come out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just feel like. In places like that I get packed so easily, too, mm. like you said, space is needed mm. for you to have a good time. And if you're just doing this the whole time and like nudging <laughs> through crowds then it's not really enjoyable,
0: there is a time and place for that as well. Uh, I went to Riot Fest this year, mm-hmm. uh, which is a music festival. Uh, it was nice because they, like, required either a negative COVID test or being vaccinated. So, like, actually had COVID a few weeks ago. Uh, it was, like, during Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, man, I got COVID while I work from home and, like, don't go out much. But I went to a freaking music festival mm-hmm. and didn't get COVID.
1: Wow. So. <laughs> yeah, that's... So how was having COVID? Like, I have I still have yet mm-hmm. to have anything even close to what people consider COVID. Like, I have not really gotten sick like that um, uh, during this time.
0: I'm fully vaccinated. My wife is fully vaccinated. We just had a breakthrough case. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly just, like, felt crummy for a couple of days. And then... A sort of like side side effect. Like when you're sick, you get cold sores. Right. I had one in my throat. (laughs) That's such a crazy place to get one. You can have it happen anywhere. It just so happened to be in my throat. (laughs) That's so insane. I've never heard that before. (laughs) And so it wasn't even really like COVID that sucked. Mm. It was having a cold sore in my throat it like i was afraid to swallow
1: yeah i was gonna say like did you have to drink (laughs) liquids or yeah dude what (laughs) that sounds so crappy (laughs) dang
0: but like honestly like covid symptoms specifically uh it was just like two days where i felt crummy and like i don't think i even had a fever
1: man i i so did you have body aches i've heard the body aches are the worst
0: Kinda, yeah, but like I don't know, maybe I'm more resilient or something. It hit me different. Like, yeah. uh, it hit Sable like all in one day, mm. and so like, yeah, I remember like the night where it was the worst. He was just like shivering. Oh, um, and so yeah, like we just snuggled in bed and it's like, but. <sighs> Yeah, it was instead of being like a whole week or two weeks ordeal, it was really just like one or two specifically bad days. And I mean, honestly, we like before getting tested, we just thought it was like a bad flu.
1: Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people are saying um, whatever version of COVID we have right now is not nearly as crazy as it was last year Um, because people are getting it, but they're recovering quite quickly. Mm.
0: Um,
1: So that's definitely interesting.
0: Yeah. And maybe just being vaccinated also just like greatly reduces the symptoms Mm -hmm. and your body's ready for it. So, so I mean, yeah, not to say that like, we shouldn't be careful about it, obviously. Uh, I mean, I didn't have Thanksgiving with family just to be super safe, um, which like kind of sucked, but also like there's some family that. <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, that it takes energy from you to be around. So, um, good and bad things about Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I hundred percent understand
0: that. Um, but like, anyways, what was the the tangent riot fest? I think is where where that went. Yes, uh, riot fest. Yeah, um, <laughs> being super crowded with people like. After a year of not going to concerts at all, Mm -hmm. it was really cool to just be, like, in the ocean of bodies.
1: Yeah. Uh, I feel like people appreciate it a lot more now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, when I see a bunch of people, I feel like they're, like, really looking at each other now. You
0: know what I mean? (laughs) Um, But it's a weird thing, too, is that, like, and I don't know if just the culture has changed or something. Mm but like. What I saw at Riot Fest of like, again, the ocean of bodies, like people like I could tell the body type of the person behind me mm-hmm. just by like standing there because we were like literally just touching. Yeah. Everyone was just like up on each other. And like when you're jamming out to music and just like jumping and moving, like it's great. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, there's a time and place for it.
1: Right. right. 100%. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, but like what happened at astroworld goodness <laughs> uh yeah i don't again i i don't know if it's like a thing about the culture but like at riot fest everyone was super helpful like i remember um i like forgot to bring my earplugs because i'm dumb and so i like at these headphones actually which just like bluetooth headphones mm-hmm. but like i had those in to like you know not be so loud yeah. um And at one point they like fell off. And so I was like kind of trying to like go down and pick them up. And like a couple people like actually started like making room for me to like look for them. And I thought that was really dope. Uh, I think maybe that's just like the culture around. I mean, Riot Fest was mostly like rock, alternative rock, emo, Mm -hmm. punk type of stuff and so like there is a culture around like moshing and yeah what you know yeah we're gonna hit each other but also we're gonna be respectful of like someone's down right
1: right I feel like for for Astral's uh incident that happened I feel like it was a combination of things Mm -hmm. uh just especially since I you know, I don't build tickets for events quite even close as large as Astral World. Sure, sure. I think the largest ticket ever built is for like Tower Theater, which is a thousand people in mm-hmm. a room, which is still a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Times that by 50, and yeah. you have 50,000 people in one confined space with only a few exits. I feel like that definitely, just like the layout of the event itself, should have been completely rethought. Also, if you've, you know, I feel like everybody kind of like, looked into to mm-hmm. Travis Scott after that, like, oh, well, who are we talking about? Because we all know Goosebumps. We all know, mm-hmm. you know, his h- hottest hits. But who is he? Mm-hmm. And so when you start looking at his previous videos and like, you know, his track record, it didn't do him any favors because he constantly was, you know, encouraging very what some people would consider not safe behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, so combine that with the in my opinion, terrible safety measures that were taken, like, god-awful. Mm-hmm. Um, in combination with Travis Scott's culture, because that's not... I feel like that's not rap culture. That's, like, definitely, like, mosh, pit. Like, he had, like, a rock-ish vibe to mm-hmm. his rap. And so... And I feel like that's what he wanted. He wanted to, look—he'd be, like, a rock star. Um, but, you know, at what cost? Like, yeah. it he definitely... Uh, I recently saw an interview with him, and I still don't know if he actually like truly understands how and not that it's only his fault once again the event planners the organizers are definitely at fault but when you are such an influential person literally you have a happy meal literally you have like all these things you have to take into account like okay things that I say and do like they carry weight Mm -hmm. so I have to be careful with the words I say and the actions Mm -hmm. that I tell people to portray like yeah I feel like he definitely should have thought that
0: through. Yeah. And that's something I feel like with just fame in general Mm -hmm. that I don't think anyone can really sort of fathom what that means. Like, oh, a million people listened to my music, like whatever that means, like we cannot fathom what that number is to like each individual person. Mm -hmm. And so we just don't (laughs) and so like to think that just something that you say will go out to a million people Mm -hmm. 10 million people whatever that is like we can't really wield that power responsibly
1: yeah it's 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 a lot and it's not even like you asked for success and what it is that you like to do i assume that you wanted this you know wanted to be <laughs> right. an artist um but i feel like people forget about how much responsibility comes with
0: mm-hmm.
1: like i really for, i feel like people are not thinking about it that way yeah uh because they're doing it they probably start doing it for them and their family and stuff it's not about the millions of people who are listening to you but a lot of people in this world are impressionable mm-hmm. uh that's something i learned like Like, people are extremely impressionable. Um, I feel like a lot of stuff could have been avoided, though, if everybody was just um, Mm self-aware at that event. Um, But also being packed in, like, sardines probably doesn't help anything. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Well, I feel like it's also that... I don't know. I'm I'm on the line of millennial. Uh, Like, I was born in 1995, so I'm, like, on the line. mm -hmm. Um, But, like, the the generational sort of difference I feel like growing up with the internet as it was growing versus like growing up like as a social media being uh, (laughs) are two different things and what that has done to us to our brains to like what it means to frame your entire existence on people are looking at me as an individual Mm -hmm. and I don't know if like that kind of culture surrounding especially an artist um, that it's not about like us liking this artist about me as an individual liking this artist Mm -hmm. and I feel like yeah that is a, a different kind of culture because again like at Riot Fest I I could feel that everyone was excited together yeah. rather than like, well, I'm here. Uh, and yeah, there's also all these other people here. Right. But it's like, no, like we're enjoying this together right. and we are a part of this experience together. Um, and so, yeah, that, I don't know if that sort of difference in culture also affects it like, oh man, like, this person's like screaming in pain next to me. I better just like yeah. not look at it <laughs> instead of being like, whoa, this person's screaming in pain. Like, hey, security, someone yeah. like come help.
1: Yeah. But that was another thing. They didn't <laughs> even have enough security. Yeah. Like uh, the planning was just god awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. That's a very unfortunate event. And I f- feel for all the families that were affected by that. That's just insane. But, I, I feel like it still can be a safe thing. I feel like because, you know, I work at Tower, so I answer phone calls right after that event happened. So many people, especially older people, were like, am I going to be safe? <laughs> like, And I'm like, yes, yes, you're going to be just fine. Like, I feel like things like that really rock people um, because it was a very like what happened. Mm. Um, but yeah, like Riot Fest, like sounds like they did everything like they were supposed to do. Um, probably had an adequate Uh, security enough people who are trained to help people if something does go wrong like it's just about planning man things are avoidable
0: (laughs) but i mean riot also had like its own sort of problems because they like took over basically like a public park even though like the people that like live there don't necessarily want riot fest to be happening in their park so like that was a a weird sort of I don't know if I would want to go back to riot unless those issues were resolved with like the city because it was it was in Chicago but like that like neighborhood was like not cool with riot happening. So
1: I wonder how they went about that though, like because how? So I wonder if that, that had to money. be yeah i was gonna say it must it had to have been money because like how do you even just say oh well you don't want this here we're gonna have this anyway <laughs>
0: like, yeah right well i mean like the mayor or city council or whatever that is of like that neighborhood was probably just like how much yeah sure please, yeah put up your fences
1: <laughs> yeah money
0: talks man yeah. always <laughs> um actually going back to uh that thought that you know sort of being in the club and being crowded and everything mm-hmm. uh, is something that I'd been talking to like different friends about but like the the different sort of uh masks or personas or something that we put on in different situations so like uh this kind of started because uh a couple weeks ago uh, I ended up Manning the Spotify for A wedding <laughs> It wasn't like I was the wedding DJ but like right. You know kind of uh, <laughs> And you know I was Like trying to Manipulate the audience With like alright well if I put this Song and then this song after that and it's Like oh, alright well they're not feeling This song so if I put this song then like People will come out to the dance room. it's like it's, it's a skill like DJing yeah. Is a skill um, And I think that's the first time I've, like, really had that power, you know? Mm-hmm. the vibe.
1: You're the vibe curator in yeah.
0: that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the extent to which people are willing to dance or not dance. Mm-hmm. And to what extent, like, people will get over themselves. And so, like, that's why people love, like, line dances or you know like hey cupid shuffle everybody gets yes, out on the dance everybody's floor everybody's
1: doing the same thing mm. uh even if you're not doing well you're still all doing the same dance moves
0: <laughs> right yeah and so you'd have to be like self-conscious like oh someone's gonna be judging my dancing but it's like when do you ever dance why would anyone be good at dancing if nobody's just like dancing all the time exactly (laughs) especially at a wedding none of these people just dance all the time
1: (laughs) right and you've probably been drinking at that point well not you because you don't drink but like but like you know a lot of people do drink so it's just like you're just having fun i feel like people need to get out of their head Mm -hmm. it's so like come on now like we're just here to have a good time like don't be that person who's oh i'm not gonna dance do i look like i dance (laughs) like you should it's a good way to be active and, Mm -hmm. and it's just
0: nice And it's fun to just like get that out of your system.
1: Yeah. Like every time I go dancing, I don't like I said, I don't go dancing super often. Um, I do occasionally do dance classes. But like when you just go out and dance, no routine, like Mm -hmm. you're just vibing with people and they're picking up your energy and like you guys are just having a good time. That's like the best. Yeah. It's like a roller coaster without having to strap in. So
0: but like we're so worried about what other people think of us mm-hmm. that like oh what if I look dumb it's like we're we all look dumb dancing is kind of inherently ridiculous so yeah <laughs> if
1: you really think about it you're just flailing your phalanges and appendages like all over the place like
0: <laughs> rhythmically
1: yeah, rhythmically yeah hopefully <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> um, but even then it's like you know again especially at a wedding where it's like there's kids it's like everyone loves watching like the kids just like yeah, go crazy the thing, yeah <laughs> um and just over the years we just become hardened and bitter to be like no i'm not doing that
1: yeah i feel like a lot of people <laughs> are a little more like oh i'm not gonna just get out and dance but maybe it's something especially with the world of tiktok with everybody doing dances all mm-hmm. the time maybe that'll change like <laughs> in the future
0: but that's a weird thing too is because like We all do social media together alone.
1: Yeah, literally. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good way to put it.
0: We do, yeah. And so, like, you can do your TikTok dances at home by yourself. The only people that are watching, you don't get to, like, see their reaction on their faces. You just get to see a heart. comments or Yeah. (laughs)
1: Hmm. That is a very interesting way to put that. Yeah. What do you think about TikTok, by the way? I feel like many different creatives see it differently what is your vision on it
0: i feel like uh yeah again like a lot of people see it negatively in that maybe it's just in a sort of old man yells at cloud sort of way but like i think it is a new form of expression and as bitter as we can be about like Yeah, there are some things that come out of TikTok that are ridiculous and stupid or, like, actively bad for the world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, those things can come out of anything. Um, But there's a lot of cool, good things that can happen out of it. There's a, a new form of, like, comedy expression as well. There's new forms of, like, discoverability with different music and stuff. So... I think it's just a future thing and it hit for a reason Mm -hmm. and people like it for a reason. And I don't know. It's cool. It's how it's a new way that people used to express themselves. Um, I tried to like put some of my music on TikTok as uh, and it's like weird the like micro virality that would happen um it happens occasionally on instagram as well with reels Mm -hmm. but like you know you put up you put something out there and if it looks all right the music sounds cool then for some reason the algorithm will share it a lot and then it's like hey you have a thousand plays two thousand plays five thousand plays like that's weird okay cool thanks Uh, it doesn't turn into anything obviously like it takes a little bit more or like there needs to be some sort of thing and like I'm not a social media expert by any means but like it is more powerful than I mean Facebook is dead like
1: yeah (laughs) see I think that too but everybody tells me I need to use it more and I just don't see the point because I stopped using it when we moved here Mm. I've recently picked it up last year and I just don't see the point. Now, with the metaverse that they're about to start work, like doing, I don't even know what that's going to entail. But I feel like that's their way of rebranding Facebook because they also feel like
0: it is dead. Right. Well, they shifted their algorithm in such a way. It's similar with Instagram, but at least Instagram kind of reacts a little bit more. Yeah. But like it used to be that... With Facebook, if you had more likes on your page, more people would see it. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Now it's you have to pay for people to see your things. Yeah,
1: for marketing and everything.
0: And so there is no, like, even if you have a thousand followers on your page, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because the algorithm isn't going to show it to anyone i mean the algorithm isn't even going to show my things to me because the only things i've used facebook for for the past like two years is memes so yeah
1: (laughs) so backtracking on what you said about the algorithm not sharing it if Mm. say you have a thousand followers and uh you share something and the algorithm's not going to share it do you think then it's important for that person with the page to ask their followers, their 1,000 people to share it so that it will grow naturally and organically? Or should we only, like, depend on the algorithm itself, do you think?
0: Well, it's a it's a weird thing because, like, uh, I watch a lot of, like, YouTube essayists. Uh, <laughs> and um, I don't know if you know about Lindsay Ellis. She's really good. Um, but... She kind of talked about like the YouTube algorithm, which is a different thing in itself. But like asking for engagement as like an active thing um, can increase engagement, but it's also a double-edged sword because it's like how many times in a video can you tell someone to like and subscribe yeah. before they get really annoyed by it? Right. And like for me personally. Two. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking two as well.
1: I was like, if they say it more than twice, I'd probably be like, now I'm not going to because you're just like
0: annoying me. (laughs) I mean, it's the same with ads. Like, if I see, like, honestly, uh, Instagram started having ads on stories, but like two in a row. Yeah, I noticed that. And whenever that first started, I took that as a message to close the app. (laughs) And so like... Instagram was actively telling me to stop using Instagram. That's the message that I got out of it.
1: That's actually a very interesting way to like approach (laughs) that. Cause I would have just been like, great. Now I have to skip another one.
0: Sure. Yeah. But it's like, I don't know, maybe for a little while it was like one, one, two in a row. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, And I think now it's just gotten to like, they're all two in a row. Deal with it. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I I
1: honestly think so. Huh?
0: And so, yeah, the the thing about asking for engagement is sort of like if you don't do it too much, then you still seem like a real person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is the, the fine line we have to walk is like social media personalities. Like everyone is a public persona now um <laughs> yeah i feel that and yeah so like to to have to ask every time uh makes you seem like a less real person yeah people don't I like agree. that I agree. <laughs> hmm.
1: so i'm wondering how could we i don't want to say manipulate because that sounds terrible but, but how we do we are. yeah like in a way it is like manipulation in a way how can we get people who follow us to want to share it so that we, they want us to grow, you
0: know? I mean, there's the hard part about that is like, make shit so good Mm. that people have to show it to people. Like, this is insane. You have to see this or like, or even just not necessarily that big, but just like, Oh, this is my friend, Nia. She just made something really cool. And like, you should see this. And it's not just because she's my friend, but also it's really cool. Right. But like, yes, because you're friends, (laughs) but also like, and so if you make stuff that like you're proud of and your friends are proud of you Mm -hmm. for making it, like that will drive up engagement too. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's the natural way. But you can only do that so many times before you burn out.
1: Right. (laughs) So I feel like at that point, you just have to have different, like several different methods of getting your stuff shared and out there. Uh, See, and that's where we were talking about. It kind of takes the blood out of everything because you just want to (laughs) create. Yeah.
0: And so and that's why going all the way back, it's like having a social media expert on like your team uh, can really make it to where, all right, here's one less thing I have to spend my time and energy in because I know that this person is an expert at it. They know how to word it, how to frame it, how to everything that it will give me the best results. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we kind of have to allow ourselves to become more, models than creators in certain extents um it is kind of a weird thing that like for musicians especially when we do music videos we also have to become actors
1: yes (laughs) that's like the something about just knowing that you have a camera on you Mm -hmm. makes you feel like you have to move differently (laughs) like because i'm i've recently been working on some visuals and it it is weird (laughs) like it's just and i've done short films and stuff before uh shadow devoted media but like i just Mm -hmm. i don't know it's something weird especially when it's your music Mm -hmm. and you're like trying to convey what it is that you put audit like audio wise like visually it's just a (laughs) This is so strange
0: but also it's like oh in this music video like we're telling this story and so like this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen you're gonna react and everything it's like dude i just play bass right like i have to like have a face now (laughs) Uh, but like yeah i mean i was thinking about that like seeing some of my friends music videos of like oh wow i just think of that person as like a drummer and like now they have to like
1: act (laughs) honestly to anybody who can do the two seamlessly like kudos because it's not easy to be in front of the camera like it's very like just nerve-wracking because you're like oh do i have something on my face like (laughs) did i make this gesture correctly like
0: and that and that's another thing it's like it's yet another skill on top of the list of things that we have to get good at to be like oh well this person can sing they can dance they can act they can plan a market a marketing strategy they can design good merch like <laughs> yeah. it's <just> so much <laughs> yeah and so it's so much we're trying our best uh but like yeah the the business side of it is that like we're all trying to find something that will make it to where we don't have to have a day job anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And realistically, that might be like three or four albums in. Right. (laughs)
1: See, but I feel like uh, that's if you depend on just the music. Mm. I feel like for me, for uh, the journey that I'm trying to take, I feel like that's why I want to, learn other ways to go about it mm-hmm. you know what it is if that makes sense yeah uh just so like i just saw i think it was joey badass mm-hmm. um i saw an interview with him where he was like i was actually in theater before i started doing mm-hmm. music yeah and he was like but i i realized that one or the other would get me where i wanted to be faster mm-hmm. so like he had to prioritize his skills mm-hmm. um so i'm wondering do you think that like artists or creatives should like prioritize their talents to project themselves like monetarily so that they can do the other things that they would enjoy?
0: There's um, so the phrase like uh, Jack of all trades, master of none mm-hmm. is colloquially known incompletely, uh, because the rest of the phrase is but better than a master of one and so you it is good to have a different set of skills but it's also good to know where your skills lie Mm -hmm. and where you have a hard time with yeah and so it's good to know that like uh i don't know here's a example that just popped in my mind is um so like Lin-Manuel Miranda composed and wrote the lyrics for Hamilton, a gigantic musical. It became a hit. But also Lin-Manuel Miranda is a decent singer. He's not like the greatest singer. He's like of people on Broadway. Like he probably would not get a call back as a singer. Yeah. (laughs) But also he composed and wrote, the music right and so he cast himself as the lead <laughs> uh but also he is also not a great dancer and so for the musical itself there was not like a lot of choreography it was a lot of uh i used to be a marching band what we used to call park and bark uh yeah. which is like it, in marching band it was like if there was like a lot of notes happening mm-hmm. like you don't want to be marching at the same time too. Right. And so it's like you stand and play a lot of notes. And for stage or uh, Broadway, it was like, here's a big song. I'm going to stand here and sing the big song right. rather than like, oh, I have choreography while I'm also singing this big song. And it's like, it's much more challenging. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, did that stop the show from being what it was that there wasn't, elaborate choreography during some of the biggest like numbers for like individual actors not necessarily it's still a huge hit uh but like they knew where their strengths and weaknesses were and so lynn was like look i'm not a great dancer so i'm gonna stand here and sing and the fact that i wrote these words and he he's actually a really good actor as well so he can like perform it in such a way yeah. that like you really feel it and believe it and so how do you best use the skills that you have and you know not necessarily put all your eggs in one basket but like do cash in on them right <laughs> because um. Yeah, if you if you know that you're good at it, like use it and use it all the way. Right. Um and so yeah, like for me, I know that I know that I know how to sing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I may not be like the greatest singer, but I know what like my money notes are. Right. And so like in in my songs, like I put those notes and I know I have like a big lung capacity and so it's like, yeah, big note, long time, that's impressive. Right. <laughs> um But, like, for other people, it might be, like, man, I wrote these lyrics to, like, just cut you. Mm -hmm. And if you really, like, use them well and you put them really prominently in the mix so that, like, no matter what, how closely someone's listening, they're going to hear just how emotionally these lyrics are going to get into you, then, like, yeah, use that. So, like, use your skills and, like, lean into them. And then the rest, like, get help. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) Uh, And so, honestly, for myself, I'm almost to the point of, like, all right, I'm about to recruit a whole bunch of help. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like,
1: getting a team. I feel like it's super important. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You want to sing harmonies on one of my songs? Right, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will if you really need me to. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah, Actually. just hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> hit me up anytime. This is how
0: these business deals happen. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just let me know. Give me a place and time.
0: Um, but yeah, like, what do you think is your sort of like big strength that you can really? My big strength?
1: I would definitely like. I don't know. I'm kind of like. I'm a self-proclaimed, like, control freak when it comes to the creative side. Mm. So I think anything involving, like, the creativity of my music, like... Yeah, yeah, Like, just, like, paying attention to, like, the details that I want for that. Uh, I think that's my biggest strength is just attention to detail. Right, yeah. Um, whether that be in songwriting or... Because I don't make beats quite yet, um, but, like, I do... I have like acquired the skill of learning how to make like visuals and graphics for my art. So now I know I can portray it a different, like Mm -hmm. a certain way. Um, And I literally watch YouTube all the time uh, on how to like figure that out. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like just anything artsy, like that's my, those are my strengths.
0: Being a visionary is a good, like, I think, People sort of miss out on uh, when it really is, like, put together by, like, one sort of mind. (laughs) And, I mean, honestly, like, I think about this in terms of, like, film, where uh, people admire, like, visionary directors. And, like, yeah, it's, it's a whole team of, like hundreds maybe sometimes even thousands of people Mm -hmm. like contributing to make this one thing but also like if there is like the one person like leading the vision Mm -hmm. uh that really comes through yeah and so yeah like it's good to be a visionary and uh I don't know if if you are really specific about like no I do want it to be this way like sometimes it might suck to be like, sorry, we're doing it again. Or sorry, like, we got to keep working at it to like, make it this good.
1: Yeah, that's something (laughs) I've learned because I've been working with uh, Avitia. He's a great videographer here um, who's been blessing people left and right with great videos. And something I learned is like, I need to be more stern in my vision if that's how I want it to be because I'm not going to be happy if it's not the way I see it. Um, So like, and I'm I'm I've never been a super confrontational person I just wasn't I'm just not that way um and not everybody's going to take things wrong but sometimes you still feel apprehensive to speak up and be like hey like I know you didn't mean to do this wrong but this is not exactly like you said how I wanted it so I needed to be done because especially as a a woman you don't want to seem like you're being a diva you don't but also like I feel like I just need to not care and like realize that it's for my vision. It's not because I have a personal vendetta against this person. Um, we're working together, and so uh,
0: if I'm hiring you to do,
1: you know, something <laughs> yeah. that I really wanted to be done the way I wanted, so
0: <laughs> right. And I mean, there's there's a give and take with it, I guess. I mean, because like that term of like diva, uh, I feel like usually just comes up whenever it's like ridiculous
1: yes i agree like when people think i don't know what do you mean by ridiculous like the
0: woman or the person is being a diva like they're being ridiculous yeah um oh you got like my coffee wrong so now i can't like perform this song right and it's like well come on (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like yeah, some
1: people are really ritualistic, which that's not something I think I'll I'll have like things that I do to keep me in my zone, but I don't I'm not going to ever allow it to throw me off if I can't get that thing. You know what I mean? I think yeah, that's yeah. like you said that is ridiculous. But I feel like some people try to even make people who are uh like you said stern in their vision. I feel like some people try to paint them as difficult to work with or mm-hmm. uh divas mm-hmm. and Those are the people I'm talking about because, like, I just feel like that's just not the case. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like if a person, if she is one paying out of her own pocket or Mm -hmm. they are paying, it doesn't even have to be a a woman. It can be a man, too. They're paying for, you know, something that they see in their head and they want it that exact way. Then you got to work with them Mm -hmm. because they're willing to they believe in you enough to trust them with their vision.
0: Yeah. So you got to hear them out. Yeah. (laughs) And then at the same time, it's, like, it's going to be your product, like, forever. Yes. <laughs> and, I mean, I I also have to, like, keep in mind to, like, not put too much pressure on myself. Like, the EP I put out this year was sort of an intentional being, like, stop holding on so tightly and just, like, put out a thing. Yeah. And so I'm glad I did that and it sort of allowed me to relax to an to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but there is the other side of like this this is part of like my discography or this is part of my like portfolio, like we said. Yeah. And so do I want a like half-assed portfolio? Not really. So I I want to make it good.
1: Yes. Uh I feel that t- like a hundred percent yeah something is very like nerve-wracking about putting out your first anything though Mm. like even putting out clouded potions was like to me nerve-wracking and I tell people this all the time it's not my favorite song like Mm. like you said you just wanted to put something out because at the time I had a lot of people being like when are you gonna put something out when are you gonna put something out and I feel like that song I was okay with letting go just because it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> so, but it, but I love that people could connect with it. So, um, good does come from like releasing those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely want to release more things that I actually do like, <laughs> uh, so that people can enjoy them just because I feel like I haven't gotten to show what it is that I can do yet because I only
0: have the one song out exactly. So, <laughs> I, I feel that 100% too because, like, yeah the stuff of mine that's on Spotify uh, is uh, ambient electronic stuff or like instrumental stuff. And it's like, Hey, by the way, I like sing and write songs and like, there's a whole thing in there. Yeah. But like the only place you can find that is on the circle Lotus. <laughs> yeah. um, and so like, yeah, there's a whole side of my thing and, like, I want to make it good so that I can put it out and uh, show that I can do this. Um, But, yeah, it's a little scary because it's, like, this is my thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's me. It's literally an extension of me. Mm -hmm. So it's it's scary because you don't want people to not like you. You know what I mean? But something I'm having to teach myself is not everybody's going to like my stuff. Like, I really got to get over that Mm because, like... I'm not gonna come out the gate being Beyonce, you know. Like, there's just no way. Um, just cherish the people who do enjoy mm. your your energy and vibe that you put out there, and
0: just making something that at least you can be proud of.
1: Exactly. At, like, I know I time put the that time. You make it. Yes, I put the time and effort into this, and it meant a lot to me. This is why I'm putting it out into the world. I hope you enjoy. Like, literally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, because like, I don't know. It the pressure I feel like comes from. Some of my favorite artists that I like look back at their discography and like, man, that debut album's like all bangers, like, Mm -hmm. oh, that like sophomore album, like still like hitting it. So it's like. I got to be careful with like my history that I'm making for myself. right? Right. But also. Don't hold on too tightly. This is like you are a transient person over time, you are changing and shifting and whatever it is that you put out right now. Is going to be just an example of who you are right then.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And then it's eventually like a you'll, stamp. you'll change and you'll look back at that and be like, that's not me anymore. But at least I'm proud of it.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, that actually makes me feel a lot better about releasing this project <laughs> that we we're talking about it. Thank you. Because like, you know, I'm sure that when you released your first EP, you were like, oh, gosh, like, you know. Could I have done this better? Could this have been mixed down better? Or like, you know, there's just all these questions. But I feel like there's, like you said, something just freeing about just letting it out there and just letting it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like giving birth to a creative baby, and it's like it's good to just have it out of you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to hold it in too long.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What a great, great comparison. Yeah.
0: That's a good way to end that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Nia, thank you so much for doing this with me. Uh, Where can we find you and your things once again?
1: Once again, you can find me at N-I-A-X-M-O-N-E. That's Nia X Monet on both Instagram and Twitter. You can find my Facebook page uh, under Nia Monet and uh, any streaming platforms, Tidal, Mac uh apple music spotify it's Nia Monet. don't forget the accent over the e
0: <laughs> <laughs> does it give you different results of it like yes doesn't?
1: weirdly what? enough like sometimes it will uh it just depends on the like platform so sometimes if i don't have the e like if someone that i did a collaboration with they didn't put the accent over it
0: it won't go to. that's like you. it won't
1: go to all of them it'll just go to that one song i have with them So I have to be very mindful to tell literally everybody who works with me, you have to put that accent over the E Mm -hmm. uh, or else it's just going to be floating somewhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Curse you, computers. (laughs) Uh, Well, once again, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Santiago Ramones. I am Nia Monet. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music and produce audio. The music you're hearing now is music I made. You can listen to official releases by Santiago Ramones on Spotify, Apple Music, and the other streaming places. Or you can buy it on Bandcamp because a single purchase is the monetary equivalent of streaming it all day every day for about a week. I'm working on an album, so if you'd like to hear that at some point, you can buy my music or you can support me on Patreon. There's a Discord server in which we discuss deep topics from the podcast, but it's also a community of beautiful human beings. All the links to all my things are on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. If you like the podcast, leave comments on social media, leave reviews saying how much you like the podcast, and tell your friends about it. I want to help the world have deeper conversations. So thank you for listening to and supporting BitDepth. I was in the podcast with my three things, they shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails, it's going to be okay, I might be wrong.